Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Woohoo! I don't know who gave us a fucking podcast, but it shouldn't have happened. Nope. How goes it? It goes. How's goes? How are you? Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> I'm so good at this. I am fantastic. Just to let you know, whatever you're drinking is delicious too. I might have had a taste. No, here, here you go. Um, thank you. It is knockoff apple pie. It is pure apple cider and fireball, and it is quite literally the best thing ever. Yeah, those could definitely get dangerous. For sure. What are we talking about today, Allie? Well, I have a question for you. Yes. When I say dangerous dogs, what do you think of? Chihuahuas. Also that. What am I supposed to think of? Well, it kind of depends on if you think you should believe society or not. Well, I don't often believe in society's... I don't agree with society views, so... Would you say that there are breeds that are persecuted simply for their looks? Oh, yeah, without question. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But I think also, are we talking about dogs today? We're talking about dogs today. I'm so excited. No, we're actually talking about cats. Rude. I know. I sense your sarcasm. You know, it's weird that there's no judgment against cats. Oh, there's plenty of fucking judgment against cats. I mean, there are people who are not cat people. But then there's also, here's the thing. There's less judgment about cats as an animal, and it's just pure judgment about the people who have cats. Yeah, also It's that. like crazy cat lady or like, I love cats. There's no like in between. Yeah, there are no crazy dog people. That's a fucking lie. Okay, well, there's no... Okay, I don't you wanna, see... You want to step back there? I don't think of a person walking around in a house coat and slippers talking to her dogs <laughs> while getting the morning paper when you say crazy dog person. I think of somebody trying to walk eight dogs of various sizes while controlling the whole outfit and not being dragged around by them. And see, I just... I have a very specific mental image of crazy dog person, and we don't have to get into that, but it's real. So before we get into talking about dogs, which I'm very excited about because I do love me some dogs. I have such bad puppy fever. I want to be a dog mom so bad, but I'm breed racist. Mm-hmm. I just want to I just want to throw that out there for the listeners. What, what would you classify yourself as if you're not a crazy dog woman, but you're not a breed racist? What are you? I love all dogs, but there are definitely dogs that I would prefer, and it's dogs that are bigger than cats. (laughs) But honestly, you could stick me in a room with any type of dog, and I will want to pet that dog. You're not wrong. I know that's true about you. I think my thing is, like, I like specific dogs and their personality. So, for example, one of your dogs is a coonhound. Say his name. His name is Hank. Hanky Panky. Hankenstein. Cranky Pink. Handsome Hank. Panky. 
I don't particularly, I am not particularly drawn to coon hounds, and yet I love that fucking dog. And he loves me. He's also kind of an asshole sometimes. But he loves me. He is obsessed with you. I know. And he's my baby. He's a good boy. He's such a good boy. But see, that's my point is like, I am breed racist. Although I love Hank, who is in a breed I don't particularly feel drawn to in any concept of the form. Hank is still one of my favorite fucking dogs. Mm -hmm. Then we have our other dog. Please tell me about your other dog. Miss Maple. Mapes. Is that really all we have for... No, because she's the dragon. She is a dragon. She's... (laughs) They're not going to be able to hear that noise, but I'm leaving that in there. (laughs) Allie's husband makes this noise when he imitates a dragon as as their dog Maple, and it's literally the most amazing thing. We call her the stuffed sausage. She is. We also, you know, what we have less names for Maple, but we have more voices for her. That is true. Her, I'm three times divorced, proud owner of a trailer home, cigarette chain smoker, Southern Belle. I'm wondering if we just lost like all five of our listeners. We got two more? Who ascribed to that description. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm not, I don't mean to offend anybody. I just mean... It's a very specific voice, and it fits Maple very well. Maple's had a rough life. She's had a very rough life. So to clarify, though, Maple is not one of the breeds that you would generally be drawn to. Mm -hmm. She is a bully breed. Not even close. She's a bully breed indeed. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this week's topic on bully or dangerous dog breeds, all the air quotes around those, is because I own one, and I thought it'd be a nice semi-lighthearted topic to cover i love that idea i can't wait to talk about bully breeds and i think what's really interesting about this idea is what i'm most looking forward to about this conversation is that although i am breed racist and i'm i'm not that i i'm sorry if that offends anybody it's just how i am i'm just very apprehensive around certain breeds again i love dogs specifically but as breeds as a whole you're right i am not drawn to pit bulls or any any type of breed that looks very muscular. Mm-hmm. I'm also not drawn to floppy-eared dogs. I don't know why. I'm just, I just, I just not. They just, I don't know. I don't want to snuggle them the same way. Um, but my love for Maple and Hank, who are obviously neither on my spectrum of dogs I'm obsessed with, I love them so much. And I, what I think is really important about this conversation is it's okay if you don't like a breed. That doesn't mean that you can't love a dog. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Don't bully my breed. Don't bully my breed. Here we go. So one of the main things with Maple is she is a boxer and what we're assuming Pitbull mix. Isn't she also maybe a little bit of Blackmouth Cur? Um, we were thinking Rhodesia and Ridgeback, but I don't think that's accurate. She looks like a forever puppy, you guys. I think she is a boxer and terrier of some sort. She's the cutest fucking thing. She is adorable, but here's the thing. (laughs) A lot of people would look at her and see dangerous. That's true. Because she's got the blocky head. Mm -hmm. She has a more muscular body. She's a thin coat. Except she's a little fucking sausage. Well, she... Yeah, I mean, she's stocky. (laughs) Can't believe I'm trying to defend my dog's sense of honor. She's so perfect. But if you saw her running down the road and... You didn't know her. She'd probably scare the shit out of me. Yeah. 
And it's interesting to me that people feel that way. And obviously, there's a, a real reason for it. More recently, ever since dog biting rings came to be more popular or well known, the stigma against bully breeds in particular has grown tremendously. So, one thing that I kind of wanted to touch base on is there's a few different breeds that have been ostracized prior to the pit bull wave that has recently been taken up. Yeah. Do you know any of the dogs previous to pit bulls? that were kind of the poster child for being a dangerous dog? I I feel like I could guess. I would like to guess. Okay. May I guess? Of course. Can I have three guesses? Yeah. All right. right. We're going to make... Go for it. Okay. Here we go. Jeopardy. Dangerous dog breeds for 200, Allie. German Shepherds. Yep. Akitas. Or what is that dog called? Yeah, you're... Well, I think you're thinking of either Akitas or Chows or... In my mind, what? they're the same dog. <laughs> okay. Is it Akitas and Chows? Well, not neither of those so okay, so i lose okay 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 i'm one for, i'm one for two i'm 50 percent right um what about great danes nope okay well those were my three chances so well hey you got one of three so i did i'm, I'm rocking it you're and german score. shepherds are my favorite fucking breed so bring on the dangerous dogs and it's interesting to me that german shepherds were one back in the day because now we see them as serving alongside police force and basically just dogs that are excellent as far as helping humans go and they're smart and adorable there's really no more stigma around them from what i can tell that's not true that is not true actually what i want to say about german shepherds is although the stigma might not be the same from the like a societal perspective there are specific groups of people within our society who are very highly triggered yeah by german shepherds i can understand what you mean there um so that i don't want to eliminate german shepherds from the bully breed view yeah. Because there are people who are very specifically affected by them. But I personally melt into a fucking puddle. My voice turns into a pitch that only dogs can hear when I see a German Shepherd. So please continue on your story as I just drool about German Shepherds. <laughs> so a few of the other breeds that were susceptible to these dangerous breed allegations, aside from Shepherds, were Dobermans and Rottweilers. Oh. Which, short breeds, muscular not yep. short breeds, short hair breeds, muscular. I mean, Rottweilers are huge. So there's that aspect You're of it wrong. too. You're not wrong. And muscular as fuck. They look like they could bench press me. This is true. They might be able to. Now I just got an image of a dog bench pressing. This apple pie. Please continue talking. Make me stop. One of the things that I think gets confused when people talk about dangerous breeds is that there are no there are no credible organizations that have actually come out and said these breeds are dangerous we need to ban them in fact organizations such as the american veterinary association or the american dog breed association or the aspca have actually said bully breed laws do not work for what they're intended to do and they actually harm in ways what they're trying to achieve because it creates a false sense of security around other dogs. Sure. Which I'll get into later. Okay. But there is no proven correlation behind a certain breed and attacks. It's okay. just media sensation. Except Chihuahuas. Hmm? Except Chihuahuas. Yeah, except Chihuahuas. 
So the bully breed Banny Laws came into effect more recently with all of the issues with pit bulls and pit bull attacks. There are websites out there that use data that hasn't been verified to make claims and false allegations against pit bulls mm-hmm. in particular. But there are a few things that need to point need to be pointed out. So when I say pit bull, are you aware that there are that's a generalized term for basically four different types of dogs in that category? I was aware there were different kinds of pit bull but I didn't know there were four and do not make fun of me for describing them this way but this is what I know about pit bulls there are I think they're the English is it English versus American kind of so I don't know if you're thinking about a pit bull or a bulldog no 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 I'm thinking of pit bull specifically which is why I'm saying don't make fun of me I know that there is quite literally a type of pit bull where it is muscle upon muscle upon muscle and they usually dox their tail and their ears are like they dox their ears so much that they're they actually look like little elf yeah. dogs like their ears are so stupid small and their heads are like 80 pounds and then i also know that there are pit bulls that are more of the like chubby pit bull instead of arnold schwarzenegger pit bull so and i only learned that because for five seconds i was spending time with somebody who used to breed pit bulls and he bred the super muscular kind which was so weird have you guys ever seen somebody who looks like their dog like that person and their dog Mm -hmm. look the same like if that person could like anamorph into an animal you'd be like oh there's your anamorph version this guy was that anamorphs are the shit just saying you're not wrong but please stay on track i can't help it you just (laughs) sent me back to the 90s so but no this guy was that i completely understand where you're coming from so i think i see what dogs are talking about but lay them on me let me clarify for you so the american pitbull is i'm right there's an american pitbull yeah there is an american pitbull i'm 50 for 50 right now they actually essentially came from a bully breed that was brought over that was originally used to bait bears and bulls so they came from a bulldog bulldogs Mm -hmm. were used to bait bears and bulls and then they were bred to continue fighting within underground fighting rings within the United States. That's the American pit bull. They're smaller, they're quicker, more maples build than anything. They were easier to hide. So when baiting bulls and bears became outlawed, breeders started breeding bulldogs to be smaller and more easily underground. So can I, can I say before we continue, just because, just because the thought is in my head, Mm -hmm. uh, how horrifically disgusting dogfighting is. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Like, we don't have to get into that topic. I really don't want to, but I needed to say it. Yeah. I would prefer we throw those people in the ring. Yeah. Fight to the death, motherfuckers. Agreed. Carry on. So then there are a few other breeds. The one, stocky one that you're thinking of, I think, are uh, Staffordshire Terriers. They're blocky and... No, I really don't think that. I really... I'm not saying you're wrong. I didn't do the fucking research on the dogs, but I'm telling you, this guy said that they were American pit bulls. Oh, well. Well, staffies are shorter. Okay. Their heads look like they are chipmunks storing nuts for the winter. <laughs> okay. And their ears are docked a lot. It makes them look more vicious, which that in of itself is just fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Yep. I mean, out of all the pit bulls, pit bull types i'd say yeah i'd say they're probably the most intimidating looking because they are just little arnold schwarzenegger dogs maybe that is what i'm thinking maybe he was just a fucking idiot didn't even know the own breed of his his dog well he bred them so i'm sure he knows more than me but 
I mean, Allie, he was definitely one of those I pick things up and put them down kind of dudes. Oh, there are also American Stanford Terriers. And then there are the Bully Terriers, which okay. are the dogs that look like they hit a wall. Oh, because they have like a, that yeah. flat face? <laughs> yep. Aww. Which I think, isn't that the dog from the Little Rascals? Yes. Yeah. Spot? Yeah. Uh, is that his name? I have no idea. His it's name been was a while. Spot. His name is totally Spot. But um, yeah, so that's a Bull Terrier. Okay. Super sweet puppies. Yes. I would imagine that those dogs have breathing problems, but so that's actually one of the things that leads to so many attacks being pit bull attacks because it's literally four different types of dog breeds being lumped into one It's a very breed. vague title. Yeah. Like how Vishlas and Weimariners look like very similar dogs, but the only difference is their coat color. The you word. don't know what those dogs are, but that's I do. Okay. No, I do. I do. My best friend growing up, my, my childhood best friend had two Weimariners and I never knew what the red ones were called. And I was just absolutely amazed that you threw that word out. Like it was literally <laughs> fucking nothing. But Zoe and Casper, when I was growing up, they were fucking terrible dogs, but they were so beautiful. Mm. Um, I do know what a Weimariner is. So I can never remember which one's red and which one's gray. That's the only reason I know the difference. That That's why I was like, I don't know what the red one is called, but the gray mm. ones are Weimariners. And that's because literally I grew up with them. And I, I always like saw the red ones and I was like, what is that fucking thing? A red Weimariner? Like the uh-huh. fucking idiot I am. That's what I would say. Well, that's the thing though. Okay, look- say, what is it called again? Vichos and Weimariners. Carry on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alrighty then. So using that as an example, it's as if you were to say, hey, this Weimariner attacked somebody, but it looks like a Vishla, so we're going to lump it in with Vishlas too. We're going to be mad at all the dogs that look the same, red or silver. Exactly. They're, aside from being misassigned breeds lending to a higher instance of bites, there are some false facts that circulate around pit bulls in particular too. Bite pressure, people say that it has the highest bite pressure of any dog out there, and that's not the case at all. It has a bite pressure of around 200 50 forces. For context, a shark has a bite pressure of 600. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So significant difference there. Is that is that jaw locking thing real though? Nope, not real. I literally always thought it was. You know, and also what's crazy on this is I came across the myth that they have saliva that secretes like certain enzymes no. that makes their jaws lock. Stop. Yeah, like the shit that populates around these things is insane though. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but it creates news. So it picks it up and sure. it's carried on. But as an example, German shepherds have a higher bite force than pit bulls do. And I'm going to use pit bull from here on out because We've clarified. Yeah, we know what we're t- that's what we We've clarified is. what four categories we're talking about, but for the ease of the conversation, we're just going to continue to call them pit bulls because that's the premise of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side of that, there's also a myth that goes around calling pit bulls nanny dogs. I don't know you if know, I've heard, heard that. that. I have heard that, but also I have heard like uh, St. Bernard's. That's considered like a nanny dog. Like that's the nanny dog. Her name is Nanny Yep. in Peter Pan, mm-hmm. that fucking movie. I'm not sure on the St. Bernard side of it, but it's absolutely not true about pit bulls. I can't get a pit bull for a nanny. I mean, you could try. Mabel would... Oh, but, Mabel would be uh, a terrible nanny. I don't know. She would be good at, like, lunchtime. She takes care of Moose when he's wandering off where he shouldn't be. You know, and that's true, but also, is she is she following him because she's waiting for him to drop food? That might not be untrue. I'm just saying. She's the fattest little thing I've ever seen. She's my favorite. On that side of it, though, the whole pit bull nanny dog thing isn't true. No, it was a statement that was made that was misconstrued for people people ended up thinking that they would leave their children alone with 
their oh shut up like they took it to that extent where they were like here dog take care of my child that's where they yeah that's where they thought it came from for instance farming households and such that had pit bulls would just leave their kids with their pit bulls yeah and i can't imagine leaving my child with a pet and be like here you're in charge now as i look at axel who is just as handsome as could be i would never be like axel you're in charge take care of tiny you got this he'd be like mom no (laughs) i don't think so so one of the things that has led to the rise of pitbull bites being reported is the fact that they are extremely popular dogs now Mm -hmm. that's true and if you go to a shelter pretty much anywhere at any given time a huge proportion of their population the population options, options i guess you could say are pitbull mixes do you think that's because people get them and then their neighbors are like don't have that dog around my dog and then they have to get rid of them i think i think that could be a lot of it i think there's a lot of irresponsible pet owners that don't bother to get their dog spayed or neutered or trained yeah and when the pit bull boom was so huge people were breeding them left and right and they're super fucking expensive dogs my friend bj has bought pit bulls consistently the most recent one that he got her name is layla and she was like 1500 bucks and she's beautiful don't get me wrong like she's beautiful and she's just the sweetest thing but like that's a lot of money to spend on a dog Mm -hmm. especially specifically if you're gonna end up giving it up yeah if you're gonna end up putting it in a shelter because your neighbors don't want this bull breed next door to their fucking chihuahua okay eat it like a snack like that's a lot of money to invest in a dog that you can't or or won't keep yeah i think another thing too is there are specific types of people that are drawn to dangerous dog breeds mm-hmm. that specifically get them to be scary motherfuckers yeah to to be scared to be not good towards a dog i mean dog biting is still a real thing unfortunately mm-hmm. people see dangerous dog breeds as good um, guards but yeah. they don't necessarily give the dog the socialization or the love that it deserves so that's they just treat it like a, like a weapon. It's mm-hmm. a militarized animal. And in terms of dogs that are easier to obtain, that are intimidating, yeah. pit bulls are it. Like we said, they are all over in the shelters. Mm-hmm. So I definitely that think my that... Heart. That makes me really sad. Yeah, I definitely think that leads credence to it. Doesn't make them any less intimidating, but kind it of gives them some... Sure doesn't make background. them any less intimidating. <laughs> so I think one of the main things there, though, is it's absolutely not just the big dogs that did the attacking. I know people that have been bit by small dogs, too. My sister has been bit by a small dog. My sister was bit by a dash hound. Dash, dash, dash. Dash hound. A wiener dog. There was a woman that was killed by her dash hounds. What? Yeah. And they were like a special sort of dash hound. I don't know. I came across it randomly. I think it was about a year or two ago. Oh my goodness. I know. But you know, it's so weird to hear about it because they're tiny when dogs. When wiener dogs attack. But here's the thing. What if it was a kid? Oh, true. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of discrepancy in that area. And one of the reasons that I haven't brought up any statistics specifically is because they are all over the place and there's no reliable. Yeah, they're all going to be very biased. You're going to find the people who are pro pitbull, and they're going to say pitbulls are like the most gentle breed. And then you're going to find people who are pro anything else that say that pitbulls are the most aggressive breed and is a big deal. But like that doesn't mean that a bite from a small breed is less of a big deal it just doesn't do as much damage but that doesn't make that dog any less dangerous yeah i agree i i actually know three people who have been attacked or bitten by a dog they were great dane 
mm-hmm. a chow, mm-hmm. and then a mixed something. Something. And um, the only one that suffered any sort of action against the dog was the Great Dane. And that was actually my mom that was attacked, and she had to have a buttload of stitches in her face due to the attack. And my mom loves dogs, yeah, and she does. credit to her, Hank and Mabel are not small dogs. They're no, not they're Great not. Dane size. No, they're not. But Hank's a big boy. Yeah. And there was definitely some nervousness around them At not first, long right yeah, not long so. after the attack, but now she has no problem whatsoever. And I, I can't, even being a dog lover, I can't imagine. Also, I think that those statistics are very misleading because we both know and have experienced it's a lot, it's not all, I'm not saying all, but it's a lot about how you train them right? And then there are some dogs that even though they could be trained, the training that it would take would be so extensive and so expensive that it's just not feasible for the owner anymore, which is sad in its own way. But also like you could have a great dog. You mm-hmm. could. Not all, not all dogs are just great off the bat. Hank was just great off the bat. Yep. Maple wasn't at first, but that's because she was scared. Well, Maple had dog aggression and still yeah. has aggression towards female dogs mm-hmm. she um, she's other never bitches. she's never she's never had human aggression no she's the fucking nicest thing when it comes to humans but you bring up a good point there and something i was actually going to bring up so thank you one of the main things and as i said earlier one of the issues with breed banning is it creates a false sense of security around other dog types when in reality you get a dog you roll the dice right that's absolutely true Occasionally, breed and genetics do play into a lot of dogs' emotional state, I guess you could say, or temperament is the better word, but it's never a guarantee. You are never guaranteed that because you get a lab, you're going to get a couch potato or a great dog for your kid. There's never a guarantee. And I think having that false sense of security around dogs is terrible i would never i would never leave a child alone in a room with a dog for prolonged periods of time no matter how much i trust those dogs Mm -hmm. i trust hank and maple 100 i would never leave moose alone with them for longer than a minute or two at a time and also i can directly attest to we had a loss of opso as a family and this goes hand in hand with this conversation, not only in like the genetics and the and whatever, but also the personality. So we had this dog. His name was Jakers. Welcome to the Midwest. We had a dog named Jakers. And um, La Sapso. And I was babysitting my sister. I was maybe 15 years old. My sister was five. And I had left her alone downstairs with some pizza. I literally ran upstairs to message a cute boy on AIM. And that was that. I did just date myself. You're welcome. And I was gone. I was gone literally for no more than five minutes I, I ran upstairs to say something that's it period and within that five minutes my sister was screaming Jake had an alpha dog issue my sister was the smallest person in the house at the time and he thought she was beneath him even though she was still bigger than him she was one she's a human two she was bigger than him but she was the smallest thing in the house at the time and he took out all of his small dog aggression on her and she actually does have a little scar on her hand where he bit her many years later 
I still feel guilty as fuck about that. I, I do. I still feel guilty as fuck about that. And I can't eat tombstone pizza anymore without thinking about Jakers attacking my sister. But you learned from it. I did. I definitely did. So what happened to Jakers? He was given to a very nice woman in another part of the state who I think she's what we would consider a crazy cat lady, but for dogs. <laughs> um, she had a farm and no small kids. and See, and that's, that's what that. a responsible dog owner should do. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand. Why would you, no matter what size your dog is, why would you risk that happening again to right. another, especially if they're a repeat offender? I know small dogs that are repeat offenders that apparently it doesn't matter. I think part of that comes from a codependency from the owner. Like when I say this, I don't mean this in an offensive way at all, but I know how much you love Hank and Maple. I do. Mm-hmm. I know how much you love Hank and Maple, but I also know you are not afraid to show Hank or Maple or Nick. Neither of you are afraid to show Hank and Maple that you are the boss and you don't depend on them right and I don't even mean like they're not working dogs I just mean you don't have this dependency that prevents you from putting that dog in its place as a dog well yeah part of the thing is they are our family yeah but they are still dogs absolutely if they were to harm somebody else I I don't know what my reaction would be at the time but I couldn't ever trust them again right and I couldn't have them around little people right so and you know what what's so interesting to me is just as I think about that I remember one time when Tiny was really little and Hank Hank is obsessed with me but Hank is also obsessed with Tiny he always has been and he and Tiny were playing hide and seek and he got so excited that he found her and he jumped up and he scratched her face yep and she was scared but she was fine like Mm -hmm. I'm sure it hurt but she was okay and I remember you flipped his ass so fast and I'm like no it was an accident and you were like I don't care he can't he needs to know he can't do that and honestly like that was this moment for me where I like just totally respected you in a completely different way as a dog owner but also I had this thought that I think that might have been the moment where I was like she is not codependent on that dog it's not a moment that and all the times that you've ever scolded me about how to speak to him because I want to spoil him and love him and give him all the things and you're like no don't fucking do that because he doesn't need you to spoil him he's Hank doesn't listen to anything but a stern voice I know and I don't like to do that to him because he's my baby (laughs) but I think that just really does speak to it depends on how much shit you put up with with them and that boundary that they know or they don't know that they can push I think that that's a part of it I'm not saying that that's all of it I just think that that's a real part of it yeah I agree and you brought up training before and that's such a huge part of it too for instance maybe Maple, we think, was a breeding bitch. She clearly had several puppies when we got her. Yeah, she, her body was really sad when we got her. She was food aggressive. She was severely underweight. She had cigarette burns on her body. Yeah, and she has calluses from like being stuck in yeah. something all day. And yet, I just want to remind you guys, she's the sweetest fucking dog. She is a sweet puppy, but she is still food aggressive yeah. to a degree. She and Hank both had their bowls side by side. But when we first got her, I was bawling because I thought I, I chose the wrong dog for our household because she was reactive towards Hank and Hank was there first. It's his home. And, and he's the alpha. And my husband, to his credit, said, give her time she needs help she needs to heal and so we started doing positive reinforcement with clicker training and food and teaching her that Hank is friend every time every time he walks by she gets a treat and now they play phenomenally and they curl and up together and absolutely her brother now like yeah she would kill anything Mm-hmm. that got near Hank. Yeah. And Hank is the bigger one. That's what's so fascinating about their dynamic, you guys, is Hank is Hank is a big motherfucker. And Maple 
is not. I mean, she's easily. She's 50 pounds. And Hank is like, what, 110? He's 70 pounds. Okay, he doesn't look like 70 or 80 pounds. He's a big, big boy and he's He's so tall. tall. But Maple is so defensive of him and it's so beautiful now Mm -hmm. knowing where they came from before. Yep, but like we said, a big part of that is training and knowing how to work with those animals with specific temperaments. I had no idea. I give all the credit to Nick on that for us keeping her because I don't know if I would have because... I didn't know how to deal with that, but I did my research and here we are and she's wonderful. But Mapes. But that leads into another part of it. Dogs that are specific breeds can't be in certain homes. There Mm -hmm. are working dogs that need to be out and have the ability to run around and play and get that energy out or they turn destructive, they chew up furniture, they lash out. It's all about being a responsible owner. You can't be a typist against a dog or say that a dog reacted a certain way without seeing all the components of the life that went into it. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And I think that's such a good call out that a lot of people don't consider. I'm going to use myself as an example. I have been forced to consider because I live in a townhouse that doesn't allow me to have a dog over X weight, Mm -hmm. which is bullshit, I'd like to add. But at the same time, it has really forced me to have this conversation with myself of, okay, Celeste, you want a German Shepherd? You can't have it in this house here's the bar that you need to accomplish here's here's where you need to be not only in life but in a living situation and in a house to to meet that goal some people don't really realize like okay I want a German Shepherd that is a working dog it needs a yard it needs to be able to run it needs tasks it needs things to do it needs a purpose it is not going to just be like Axel where it just wants to lay down and snuggle at all times like that's not real it's my job as as a potential and future dog owner to really consider that and not act impulsively because I really fucking want this dog. Mm -hmm. I need to do it responsibly to give myself and the dog the best lives and best opportunities we can. Agreed. And unfortunately, that's not the case and thought that goes into it for a lot of people. So you were leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of people out there. Axel is super cozy right now. As I'm looking at Axel, who is perching one leg on Allie's ankle and the other leg is under both of her legs and he you know you guys he is a cat but he is a dog he's no German Shepherd but he's a dog so were there any other points that you had to talk about no the main two takeaways that I wanted to get out of this was don't judge based on breed look fuck look at the dog people who are dog racist breed racist and um don't let your security drop around a dog just because they're mm-hmm. a certain breed or to your point which you said earlier about hank and maple or just because they're a certain personality yep like let's not forget no matter how much we love them no matter how good they are they're still animals mm-hmm And although they're very capable of all kinds of feeling, their animal instinct is different. It's different. Yep. Dog bites can happen at any time. In a second over literally anything. Yep. Agreed. Um, There were two fun little facts that I found. So I didn't know this, but in the U.S. Army, in the 102nd Infantry, in the 26th Yankee Division during World War I, there was actually a pit bull mascot named Stubby. He deployed with the troops February 5th, 1918 to the front lines in France, and he was actually injured from his first 
battle due to exposure to gas, which sensitized him to the noxious odor, mm-hmm. and he was able to then alert the troops to gas attacks. Oh, cool! In the future, so he was like one of the first like actual drug dogs. Yeah. So <gasps> I love that he is actually on display somewhere and recognized for his heroic acts valiant efforts i wish i could tell you where i did not write that down stubby where art thou the other my other fun little favorite fact is i am a nerd and patrick stewart aka john luke picard Mm -hmm. is one of the pitbull advocates and oh. in the new Star Trek series, Picard, he has a dog. Picard has a dog. <laughs> and he chose, uh, Patrick Stewart actually chose the dog type, and he chose a pit bull. And the pit bull's name is number two. Aww. Yeah. So those are just fun little ha- happy facts. That, I love those happy yeah. facts. I Thank you for sharing those happy facts with us. That is really all I had on this topic. I learned a lot today. I really did. I learned a lot. It didn't change my perspective on me being breed racist. <laughs> at all but i'm not a good person so you, it's okay <laughs> you you think you'd be more willing to give him a head scratch oh well if it was somebody else's dog maybe well yeah you don't need to own them but i don't know I, yes yes <laughs> yes but again like it's really about how about how i feel about the dog mm-hmm. okay if i'm at a shelter and this is let's go back to i'm a terrible fucking person you guys if i'm at a shelter although i might love on a pit bull for a second it's because they hurt like the, the the being there hurts my heart mm-hmm. i am not drawn to a pit bull if i even even a puppy it, it has nothing to do with the age it has it's not it's the breed or a fucking small dog i don't like i just i get so anxious around small dogs it's i just don't i'm not petting a chihuahua <laughs> I don't know if anybody has been able to tell, but I'm very adverse to chihuahuas. I'm not doing it, okay? I'm just not. Like, it'll break my heart that they're in the shelter, but I'm not going to be like, oh, come here, little chihuahua. Like, I'm not interested. But then there are the breeds where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. and I just die. And I just melt and I cry. I remember there was one time, once upon a time, Petco or PetSmart, I don't remember, but one of the two did like in-store adoption Mm -hmm. for dogs. Yeah. Um, I think this might still be a thing like nationwide, but it's not here anymore. And I used to take Tiny and we would go on like dog petting dates. And I remember there was this one time where there was this beautiful German Shepherd something. He had the body of a lab, but he had the face of a German Shepherd and his name was Church. And I literally cried. I just looked at him. I didn't even I didn't even have time to spend with him. I just looked at him and I started crying. And mm-hmm. then I was allowed to play with him. I think they felt bad for me that I was crying. And they let me play with him longer. But <laughs> it was... I'm so serious about how sensitive I am to very specific breeds. It doesn't matter where that dog is or what's happening. I am very drawn to that dog. And then there are other times where I just feel bad for the dog in that circumstance. But I still very strongly dislike their breed. Mm-hmm. Breed racist. Hashtag. You can work on it. You're not wrong. That's my challenge to you. I mean, okay, fine. (laughs) So, uh, is there anything you learned this episode? I learned that I need to work on being dog racist, (laughs) is what I learned. You know, but in all seriousness, I did learn, I think, some really interesting statistics about bully breeds in general, and also that there really are four different kinds of pit bulls, quote unquote, which I didn't know. And I thought that that was really interesting. I really do, though, appreciate more than anything your openness to discuss all breeds except chihuahuas and just be so accepting of them. I never told you, I used to love the Taco Bell dog. Like I had a Yo quiero one. Taco Bell. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was probably my favorite chihuahua. I used to have one, like one of those stuffed ones that yep. like, do you remember back in like the early 90s mm-hmm. when you went to Taco Bell and like the toy, like the Happy Meal toy was the Yokiero yep. Taco Bell stuffy? I used to oh! have one too. He was so cute. See, not all chihuahuas are He's literally the only one I like. Please to. don't. Don't okay. do this to well, me. Well, at least they have one. They have a good mascot. In your head. They do. They have, a, And I'm not saying that they're not cute. They are cute. That's that's what I dislike about them so much. They're adorable for how fucking vicious they are. <laughs> I, I just, I'm like, you're just so cute. I can't. They're like Sour Patch Kids meets Animal. I can't deal with it. That's actually a pretty good description. I know. I think so. I'm the queen of analogies. You're welcome. So, guys. Guys. If you send us dog pictures to our email. We're going to be so excited. We would not be opposed. <laughs> that email. Also, cat pictures, though. Like, yeah, really. We're not discriminating. Any, if you want to send us cute, fuzzy critters, you know, please do. Yeah. Any animal pictures, send it to our email on our social. Our email is, I don't know. Our email is <laughs> taboospodcast at gmail.com. I'm not sure how many episodes we're going to have to get through before Allie remembers this. I don't this, know. But someday it's not that hard. We're going to have to write it down stick. somewhere. Hey, our website is taboos.pinecast.co and that is taboos, T-A-B-O-O-Z-E. Our Instagram is taboos the pod and our Facebook is just taboos. You can find us right there. Hit us up. Send us pictures. Also, of animals. if you have any friends who are avid dog lovers or might also feel as though potentially, 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 <laughs> Potentially. Shut up. Potentially. <laughs> well, now I can't cut this out because you've made fun of me. Like, now it's clearly a joke. Any friends of yours who are potentially breed racist and who might feel bad about it, please share this episode with them so they don't have to feel bad about it anymore because they're not alone. <laughs> and as always, do you be taboos? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.